listening to Satellite Sisters Talk TV. This is our weekly recap of the CBS drama, Madam Secretary. I'm Leanne Dolan in Los Angeles, well, Pasadena, the Los Angeles, Pasadena area. I'm here with my sister, Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. Hey, Julie, did you enjoy this episode? Well, Leanne, I, I thought it was very emotional. Uh, uh, and very, it re- I really got involved with the characters. I didn't always in- agree with what the characters said or did, but I got, I liked it. Okay. How about you? Yeah, they tackled a pretty tough issue here. The episode yeah. was called My Funny Valentine, but it was essentially a really emotional and personal look at the work of diplomats and the intelligence community and kind of the unique circumstances that they find themselves in and That's the true. decisions they make and the repercussions of those decisions. So it was pretty heavy, I thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but there were a couple of good lighter moments. Um, this centered around the 20th anniversary of an embassy bombing in Uganda, and uh, I enjoyed Which this. Just, you, you were probably too young, my younger sister, to recall that. But it was it was such a shocking event, and it was so. I mean, it was early on in the war on terror and there were just so many innocent people that had worked so hard, you know, that were so undeserving of that terrible act of terror, you know, that it was, it it was, that was interesting that they chose that as the centerpiece for the episode. Was that a real event? I didn't know. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I assumed I knew that embassies had been bombed. I didn't know that. See, that's what I mean. You young child, you probably know. You weren't really that young, Lynn, I wasn't but I'm going to give you credit. I'm yeah. going to give you credit on this podcast. I, I, I think actually if it was 1998, my problem was I was giving birth. Like, my, oh, okay. So I'm going to call that. I'm going to raise my hand on that because I was, I did give birth in February of 1998 and that's time consuming giving birth, <laughs> you know? So, so noted. Okay. Okay. Um, I, it was personal for me, though, this episode, because first of all, it featured uh, teen boys and their romance, which I have a couple of those. I've lived through that. Yes. I, second, I've had a couple, Leon. Yeah. I have a story that mirrors what happened in this episode, Leon. And I'll be, as we get to it, I'm, I'm going to be happy to share with you. Yes. Yes. And then secondly, it featured a, a spectacularly handsome German Shepherd. And yes. Uh, well, you're not even mentioning the adorable beagle waffles. I'm going to get to waffles, Jewel, but I am a German Shepherd owner, proud owner of multiple German Shepherds. So I'm on my third now, Steffi, and she's not a bomb sniffing dog. She's more of a cheese sniffing dog, <laughs> but I do love Does she? Yeah, yeah. She seems to be a couch uh, sniffing dog. Yeah. Ironically, while this episode was airing, I was at the vet with Steffi. So she was having an ear infection. I had to do an emergency vet visit last night. It was, it was, uh, it was traumatic for me, but it was fine. Oh. She's okay now. She's home now. All right. So let's, let's do this. We have three storylines, the embassy bombing and the repercussions 20 years later, the PR effort to get more bomb sniffing dogs to do embassy security and then getting overly involved in your teenager's love life. All right. So. <laughs> right. Those right. And I don't know about you, Julie, but I have a full binders full of blouses. I thought. This was what happened. They just went crazy exploded. with blouses, Leanne. Yeah. I mean, there's, we, we have a lot to talk about there. Yeah. So let's be sure to leave uh, ample time okay. in the podcast for that. <laughs> yeah. All right. The, the embassy story. I have to say, I feel like the details are not as important as the overarching themes, the difficult Correct. work of diplomats, the intense responsibility of the intelligence, 
intelligence community, there's survivor guilt, there's this sort of adrenaline junkie life of working in, you know, highly dangerous uh, international places. So that was essentially it. There are some details I'm sure I'm going to get wrong. But we go back in the opening to 1998, and it's got the Jesus Jones soundtrack, so we're happy about that. And we <laughs> we see Pete, okay? We see embassy, you know, uh, personnel. He's special envoy Harriman, Peter Harriman, right? Yes. He's uh, They're having a little party at the embassy. Yeah, yeah, it looks good there. And we learn pretty quickly that Pete is clearly cheating on his wife with... See, uh, this, this is the part I, where, you know, I, you know, you know, I feel very strongly, like, just adultery. I'm, I'm down on it, Leanne. Yeah. Just, I, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good for anyone involved. And yeah. I have a hard time supporting that. So, but that's the theme. And Pete seems pretty excited about his little affair that he's got going on there. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, they, they arrange a rendezvous for later. Pete slips down the back stairs and the second he heads down the back staircase, the bomb strikes the embassy. Yeah. And we learned that his, uh, his, the love of his life is gone. She's gone as well as many other embassy employees. Uh, so now we cut to the present day time and Bess is, they're discussing the, the commemoration event that they're going to have at the state department to honor the embassy employees. And we see very quickly that Madam Secretary, she wants all the names read. It's a very personal thing to her. She's, right. she's, she's agitated. She's snippy. It's not just the American's name. It's all the names. And she apparently remembers every person that died there, the four nuns, the school children. So you're wondering what's up with that, right? Clearly it's personal. Right. Well, yeah. And Jay is, he doesn't know what to make of it, but Jay's back at work this week, uh, Leanne. <laughs> uh, apparently he solved his childcare problem. He's back at work, but he's a little, you know, confounded by uh, MSEC's very, very strong reaction to what, you know, because they were thinking they were just going to have a little ceremony. It's, you know, it was 20 years ago. It's not that important, but obviously it's very important to Madam Secretary. And we also learn about, again, another complicated related diplomatic solution that ever since this embassy bombing, uh, they have put, the U.S. has put sanctions on the Sudan because they were harboring the terrorists that executed the embassy bombing in Uganda. Uh, and now they want to lift the uh, sanctions and they want to do it very quickly. And there's some mystery at state like, well, why, what's the rush? Why are they doing this? So I don't know about you, Julie, but I had to watch that scene like 20 times. <laughs> sort of, really was having a hard time but understanding it was, well, it was all really the players. About, yeah, I know. It was about the goals of the CIA. They yeah. want to have, they want to set up a base of operation in Sudan because relative to other places in that neck of the woods, at least they feel like Sudan, they could put some CIA operatives in there to help them combat ongoing terrorist activities, okay? But they're sort of making a deal with the devil, you know? At the same time, the state is trying to take the high road, like, hey, you know, Sudan really, they are not the good guys. Uh, and we should, you know, we should really keep these sanctions in place because they did harbor terrorists. So this is, you know, it was state versus CIA, Leanne with uh, the president back at the helm there. Yeah. And, and again, doing a, a mediocre job, uh, I would say. <laughs> I mean, he has a strong opinion, then he back. Oh, okay. Then he's wishy-washy. Strong opinion, wishy-washy. So, but there he is. He's back. He's back at the job. And in several scenes, there, everyone on the job was all spies. So that was funny. All ex-spies. So what we learn is she has this, she has this, you know, lunch date with Henry, you know, Henry has no job now. So he just wanders around making food, uh, uh, making, of, making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on white bread. Who yeah. does that land? Who does that? Where's the whole wheat bread? 
I mean, yeah. it's true. My husband eats PB and J every weekend, but we do put it on whole wheat bread. Of we, course you do. But yeah. I mean, Henry looked good in his denim. I know we're not, we're not talking about the blouses, but he looked fantastic in that <laughs> denim shirt. But I do think he needs, at least he's out of the basement this week. Yeah. I was very worried that he spent all last episode in the basement. But I don't really know. He needs a little something to do. He doesn't even seem to be teaching these days. No, no. He's, he's unfocused, but he has plenty of time for PB&J delivery. So they go out, they sit on a freezing cold bench in Washington, D.C., and that's when we learn the backstory. That Bess was so uh, uptight about the plans for the commemoration because she was part of the intelligence team at the CIA that felt like they blew it. She yeah. mentions the first bombing of the World Trade Center, uh, 1993, I think that was, and how they knew something else was coming, but they just... They had some of the pieces, but not all of the pieces, and they couldn't put it together. And now she feels incredibly guilty that that bombing happened when they were so close to cracking it. So I thought that was really... I thought that was very good, too. Yeah. You know, and Henry tries to console her and say, hey, look, you were just a mid-level analyst. You can't feel responsible for that. But she... This is she has personal guilt associated with this terrible incident. Yeah. And now she would love to admit it and apologize, but she can't because it's classified material. Right. So now she's the irony is now she's the secretary of state. She's supposed to stand up there and address the survivors and the family members. And she feels like she was part of it. So um, so then there's a lot of you know, dark money, hoo-ha. The president gives her three days to, like, figure out why they shouldn't lift the sanctions on the Sudan. They feel like something is going on behind the scenes there at the State Department. So, Julie, this is when they call in the Forensic Accounting Unit. Ellen, the dogged professional, Leanne. Okay. What What do you think of Ellen? Ellen she shows was- up. I think she's been wearing that same blazer since she went to a Catholic high school. I mean... <laughs> well, she jazzed it up. She had that big, uh, like, insect yeah and on as well yeah i like ellen i felt like the work that ellen was producing was really making a difference she is no nonsense she is she is certainly not a political appointee leon no. she is she is on it and she is going to get to the bottom of this dark money and she does she mrs blazer comes back ellen blazer comes back and she's found she said remember that guy we thought we killed in a drone strike that al-qaeda money man Oh, no, he's still alive, and he's behind this all, and this dark money is going to be funneled back into terrorism in the Sudan, and we actually – we should absolutely not go through with this. So, uh, so uh, you know, at that point, they run another ad for yet another country music awards show, and I'm like, how many, how many are there? There seemed like a lot, Leanne. Is it? I thought award season was over. Are we still having? We, we're know. not. It's a lot. Okay. It's okay. So, uh, so then, Bess. This is where it gets. Speaking of dark money, Bess decides to sort of again just go for it on her own and kind of backdoor the minister from Sudan and tell him, "Hey, we're coming to get your Al Qaeda guy." So, oh no, she doesn't tell him that. She says. Hey, you should find that guy from Al Qaeda. It's not cool. He's still alive and in your country. And he's like, Oh yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. And in the meantime, there, there's the Navy SEALs. They found him in a swimming pool. Right. <laughs> so, and uh, it's a mic drop moment because the minister is not happy. And Bess is like, Oh yeah, well you're really not going to be happy because we're not going to lift those sanctions. And you know, you owed us better than this, and you can't play us like that. And what I loved in that phone call when she's talking tough to that guy. I love the admiration on Jay's face. You know, he looked very That's chief it. of staffy there, Julie. Yeah, but he, but he, yeah, and he couldn't have done it. He couldn't have done it. And I like the way that she said that 
they never forget about, you know, Americans that have lost their lives, you know, and that she was going to defend them and stick up for them. So, yeah, she played tough Madam Secretary there. We liked it. At one point, though, for some reason, Henry and Bess had to go to the Oval Office and watch something. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I don't know why I they were there. I wasn't certain why they all showed no. up there. And, but yeah, I yeah. just don't. Should the president be drinking scotch if he's had a brain aneurysm? That's right. Yes. And his mental capacity was more limited. Yes, Liam. But I, I, I don't know. That's an excellent question. Thank you, yeah. Thank and particularly you. in the middle of a special ops in a foreign country, it seems like you'd want your wits about you just in case you had to go, go back to the you know situation room or something like that. Yeah. So that's happening. So in the, so we get this dramatic scene from Bass. She really, she, you know, puts puts herself out there and she wins and and then we have this scene where the guy from the first scene the adulterer pete special yes, envoy pete harriman yeah yeah right who, he's he's attempted to resign because he can't agree with the way the right. president is that, may i just say this is when he gets on his moral high horse you know he he's resigning for moral high grounds mm-hmm. it's like you the adulterer you're yeah. but now you have morals i don't know leon again i take a very strong position on that and it's consistent julie i think you and i feel that both that we feel okay. that way uh as a writer though sometimes that happens and it makes <laughs> so okay. i just remember special envoy pete is a fictional character but yes you're right <laughs> okay. okay there's well. no excuse there's no excuse for f- fictional characters either so he comes in and Beth said, I'm not going to accept your resignation, but we want to make you UN ambassador. Like, and that really surprises him. And then we kind of hear both, they both confess to each other. What we hear from, you know, the special envoy is that this woman that died was the love of his life. He confesses he was having an affair. I'm no saint. You know, he has survivor guilt. And then Beth tells him the classified information she's not supposed to tell him. She reads him in, Julie. Uh, I know. Are, I know. Very shocking. Okay. Well, first of all, about Mr. Special Envoy yeah. there. Yeah. You dragged your wife and kids around to all these horrible places because you were trying to move up in the diplomatic corps and you liked all of that. And then, you know, you dump, you leave your wife and kids for this other woman. And it's tragic that she is killed in the bombing and that you two never got, you never got to spend the you know time with your love in your, of your mm-hmm. life. But what about those wife and kids? That's what I have to say, Leanne. And- thank you, Julie. I, <laughs> thank you. I knew you would represent that point of view. Okay. So, I mean, I just feel much more strongly and I'm much more attuned to Madam Secretary's guilt. You know that she was working hard to find out about Al-Qaeda. She wasn't like fooling around and having affairs. You know, so her guilt is a little purer to me if you you follow my drift. I do. I think they were trying to make the equivalency that these are like – when you're a diplomat in these hardship posts, that's yes. what they called. It's like being in a war, you know, and that's the war makes strange bedfellows is what I, I think they were trying to you know, generate some sympathy for the diplomats who people think live these rarefied mm-hmm. lives, but they live very difficult lives. But yes. Julie, you hold firm. You're, okay. <laughs> you're the line in the sand. And that's why, that's why we love you. That's what we count on you to do. Hold firm, hold firm. So and there's a very touching scene at the end. It sort of ends with this, you know, like mid sentence where Pete is telling her about the love of their life. So I'm eating, I'm sure would never happen. Um, 
<laughs> but it was nice. Okay. Yeah, it was nice. It was nicely written. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think like even for female secretaries of state, like would Condoleezza Rice or, you know, maybe Madeleine Albright would have had that conversation, but you know, no, Condi, I don't Hillary, that, I, don't, no, I don't think no, they would have happened. I don't see that happening. No. Okay. Okay. So, so that's that storyline. Uh, it's good backstory though. I, I liked it. Good backstory. Okay. Second minus, you know, the B story was that, um, they're trying to think of an out of the box way to get some more bomb sniffing dogs at these embassies. So Daisy and Matt to the rescue, they think we'll create a, a cute viral video because people love dogs. We'll get some dog sniffing. We'll get some bomb sniffing dogs on video with Madam secretary and she can make a plea and that will be great. So they go to the training ground, uh, the training camp for the dogs. And that's where they meet waffles. The who's a washout, right? He can't really sniff bombs, but he's adorable. And the way that little beagle could cock his head on command there, that was pretty darn cute. So cute. And uh, so Matt immediately starts working on Daisy because she has a new baby. So what she also needs is a new dog. Matt, that's a great idea. (laughs) And beagles too, because as a breed, don't they always run away? That would be very convenient for a single mom to have a beagle yeah. that's always on the loose. Yeah. And they and and when you walk them, if you see people walking beagles, the beagles bark the entire time. <laughs> Cuz they I have we have neighbors with beagles and you can tell when they're coming around the block cuz you just hear the barking. It leads the barking leads. Like cuz that's what they're used to doing on the hunt. Yeah. So they're, they're having a fine time. They're just barking at nothing. But yeah, get get a beagle. That's a good idea, Daisy. The new baby will love the barking. So okay, but Waffles is a cute name and it was a super cute dog. And they were clearly trying to promote this idea. They do actually let you adopt these security dogs that kind of mm-hmm. wash out. But they had to get the real hero dog for the video. And that, I knew course- you were loving this, sister. I knew you loved it. Like a German shepherd at the center of this episode. I enjoy um, filmic experiences with German shepherds. So, um, so there's Patton, the German shepherd, perfectly trained, you know, poised on camera. He's a pro. So... So we get to see a cute scene where Madam Secretary like instantaneously is doing the video. Like they come up with the idea at nine. There she is at five in the perfect outfit with the script yeah. all done and the cue cards and Patton on command is like the world's greatest bomb sniffing German shepherd. And, and then, she's just reading those cue cards like she does this all the time. Yeah. She's perfect. One take. No problem. Yeah. No stumbles. Yep. Yeah. Ready to go. Yeah. And then she loves the place because who doesn't? It's dogs training. And so she walks over and sees Waffles is up for adoption and she is about to go for it because Henry, who has nothing to do now, mentioned he'd like a dog. <laughs> See, Henry would actually be a good owner for Waffles. Yes. Yeah. But instead, Daisy jumps right in. Waffles is adopted. I'm taking him. So there we go. Matt and Daisy. Matt said, I just want to know you protected. You and your daughter protected. So, um, yeah, beagles, they're great protection. That's what everyone says. So they do bark. <laughs> they do bark a lot. Okay, so that was a lot of good dog scenes. We appreciated that message. And then finally, the teen romance. Now, we have Jason. He's been dating Piper, who's, you know, who's really got him woke. It's very serious. I mean, so serious. Jason is thinking of only going to schools where Piper goes to school. So like way too serious for a high school romance. Yeah. Well, what was perfect about it, Julie, is it was way too serious last week, but this week Jason's suffocating. Oh my God. (laughs) Suffocating. (laughs) I like that Lance. So funny. That happens to boys. You know that they just, they want to, they just want to bail, right? They want to get out. 
but they don't want to say anything about nope. it. They just want out. Like yeah. They just, right. Just slow down the car and I'll roll out the do- door. Right? It's so true. When they want out, they want out. And that's it. It's, it's shocking. Even when you think you've raised like a, an aware son <laughs> and then they break up with the, they just dump the girl. You're like, oh my gosh, you're just, just like all the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, Jason just, he's ghosting her. And Henry's like, you can't do that, Jason. You have to at least break up with her properly. You know, and he he has a good talk about ghosting. And it's true. You want them to do the right thing. But do you really want to insert yourself into their day-to-day romance? No. And Julie, you're the one that told me that. You I told you that. Told me that. That happened to me. That one time I went to coffee with the mother of uh, the girl that one of my sons was dating in high school and halfway to through the coffee, I realized she was breaking up with me. <laughs> she invited me to coffee to break up with me because she, you know, that, that I guess, I guess they weren't going out anymore. So she broke up. I'm so, always the last to know, Leanne. It's just the story of my life. But yeah. So, this so was I thought a- that mother was a touch over involved in her daughter's life that she felt that she had to take, you know, me out to coffee to break up, uh, you know, the road, you know. <laughs> all together. Yes. That's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember you said to me, the girlfriends are going to come and go, don't get overly involved. Like don't, yeah. it's, it's not that they're not nice girls. It's just, they're not your best friends. They're not going to be part of your family, you know? So I, I use that with my two sons who are now 20 and 22. It's helpful, you know? Um, so, but Henry can't stand it. He's like, he wants to drive his son over to break. Oh, I knew that was a bad idea. Liam, when I saw that, yeah. So terrible idea. So then, of course, the mother comes out. and was like, "Hey, come on in for coffee, Henry." Oh, and he's no. like, "Oh." And the see, break- and I felt badly for that mother because she's the last to know. Right? Yeah, she has no clue what's going on, and she's starting to talk about like you know prom date pictures. Won't it be all fun? And let's all the four adults can go out to dinner while Piper and Jason go to the prom. I was like, "Oh gosh, I I just oh I felt which so is sad. its own terrible idea." Like yeah, that was a shouldn't... terrible idea. Yeah, yeah. they shouldn't be <laughs> just exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but these are the stupid things that parents do. Yes, I'll drive you to break up. Yes, parent prom. Let's all go to the prom together. This is a terrible idea. You're not there. You're not related in any way, and the relationship will most likely end. So, uh, so it takes Jason twelve seconds to break up, and then Henry's caught in an incredibly awful but funny scene where he just has to say something stupid and get out of the house. Which then there's a very funny scene of him retelling it to Elizabeth and she just keeps laughing and laughing because it was She's funny mocking and stupid. Him. Yeah, that was yeah. good. That was good. And it's good that they, the way they joke about their parenting moments. Yeah. And so then the next day there's Piper's back like, oh, okay, we've redefined our relationship. So the, <laughs> I have to say that I'd like to call out this. When Piper came in, she said, hi, Henry. Oh yeah. What's that about? I huh? don't know. I mean, I think that's a very like LA or Brooklyn thing. I don't think yeah. parents in D.C. are first name parents. I I, no. I I felt like he would have been Mr. McCord. Yes, I think or Professor McCord yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Or yes, uh, yeah. he is the spouse of the Secretary of State. Yeah, no? right. <laughs> so, but and that's I I but that's a I think I know like here in I live in Pasadena, we are not a first name parent first name community. Like people yeah. call. You know, Mr. and Mrs. That's how it rolls. And then, so now I'm constantly saying to my, well, you're over 18. You can call me by the first name now. But uh, it's, you know, I feel like D.C. would be that kind of town. But other than that, I thought that was like pitch perfect. That whole storyline was just Mm -hmm. pitch perfect. There were so many funny parts of it. 
Okay, Julie, let's get to our binders full of blouses. Do you want to start? Okay, Leanne. Well, first off, uh, my favorite blouse of the whole episode, hats off to Daisy in that dark floral uh, blouse that she wore over at the dog pound, sniffing the dogs. (laughs) That was spectacular. I loved it. It looked really cute on her. And uh, I'm so glad she's back this season. Uh, Then uh, really uh, one of my other favorite blouses, I have a love-hate relationship with this blouse, Leanne. It mm-hmm. was the gray blouse with the buttons up the side yeah. and the little yeah. half neck. It looked wonderful at the beginning of the, the first scene that it was in. But as that scene went on, where this is where the special envoy is talking to Madam Secretary about their their guilt and all of that, the shirt started to look worse and worse <laughs> in the episode. Did you notice it was really getting all wrinkled? And then she put a sweater on top of it. So it was a love-hate relationship. It started out so strong when she was like on the on the video phone talking to talking to the prime minister of Uganda, but then it just got, it wilted on her. So she might want to uh, consider that. How about you? Uh, for, I like the wide-legged pants, Bess's oh, wide-legged pants in the beginning, you know, with the, with the, with the fitted jacket. I thought yeah. if you're wondering how to wear wide-legged pants, just review that scene. Um, I think we need to discuss the jacket with the collar. <laughs> okay, you thing. know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like, it was sort of structurally, um, structurally i don't know what uh, ambiguous there like when she was standing behind the podium i was like what is that thing she's got on like yeah. it was it would look like uh, i i can't even describe it looks describe like one it. of those collars ruth bader ginsburg wears like there was something about it but it was a jacket with this kind of like round big yeah these big round yeah Pels. And it was white, yeah. like the jacket was dark, but the collar was white, and then the shirt was white, and then there was the double, there was the pin, but then also something on the jacket, like a button on the jacket. Yeah, I don't so, know. Like, that was very confusing. I wrote structurally confusing. <laughs> what were my notes? In my notebook. That's good. That's good note taking. So we, you can go to the Satellite Sisters Facebook page if you want to weigh in on the jacket versus the collar. I love the boots in the video when she was in the dog video and yes, that outfit. Leanne, and you, you should work on that outfit. That I whole know outfit. You put, and yes, dog. That way, I, yeah, you've got the dog. Yeah. You've got the same haircut. Yeah. Now just work on that outfit. Yeah. Okay. You totally can do good. it, Leanne. And then I have shout out to the shawl collar sweater at the end. Okay, Julie, I don't know if you had a chance to see Jesus Christ Superstar. I, I did. I did. I, I am not kidding you. When John Legend, a.k.a. Jesus Christ Superstar, came out in that shawl collar thing in the beginning, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, he's wearing one of Madam Secretary's bathrobes. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. It looked exactly the same. Yeah. So. And then at the end of the episode, Elizabeth, uh, you know, shows up in a shawl collar. I mean, it, the shawl collar was the story of the night, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Okay. One other confusion, Leanne, yeah. in that cute little bedroom scene when she shows up in her pajamas and she's making fun of Henry for his parenting moves. Yeah. She just jumps into bed and she's got all kinds of bracelets on. Now, okay. what was that about? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what I was that about? I don't know. Are we supposed to be wearing our bracelets to bed? I can't do it. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. You know, maybe maybe they're bracelets of power. Maybe they're like her Wonder Woman bracelets that she never. I, I don't know. It was just uh, okay. Again, I, I have a question mark next to bracelets in bed. Okay. <laughs> question mark. I have one more question. You know, when it was the 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 commemoration and they had the pictures of all the people who had died in the bombing. Yes. Was it me or was that a picture of Eric Holder on that board? <laughs> Did you? 
Was that some subversive message? Like the picture on the top, I was like, oh my God, I think that's Eric Holder. What are they trying know. to say? Just, I'm going to go back and review my Go table. back and review. Uh, okay. I will, review. I, will, I, will, I will get back to you with an answer. Okay. That's a lot happening in this week's episode. All right. Um, Okay, Jill, that wraps it. But uh, this is Monday when we're recording this. Tuesday, we're going to record our Satellite Sisters of the Week. I did execute uh, the International Women of Courage celebration last week. This is the project that I've been working with the State Department on. So we're going to talk all about that on tomorrow's Satellite Sisters podcast. So if you're not a subscriber to Satellite Sisters, you might want to do that. And you're interested in the State Department, you know, you, you're going to want to listen And I can't wait to hear. These yeah. women have just absolutely compelling stories. And and uh, I'm looking forward to a full report. I'll also say I'm going to be introducing a new segment. It's called Let It Go, Yes or No, Kids Version. <laughs> I've, I've had some bad interactions with young children. And I don't know. And I just need some advice. And you can play along at home about whether I should just let it go. Okay. <laughs> or whether I should keep my grievances going towards these uh, young tots. All right. I do want to say, though, I had a chance at the International Women of Courage celebration. It was staffed and attended by about uh, 12 members of the State Department and the Bureau of Education and Cultural Affairs. So at the end, I had a chance to ask one of them about the scotch in the offices, Julie. (laughs) Okay, Leanne, good work. She said, no, no scotch. But she did say, she goes, I have to say, though, she's she's new to the State Department. Uh, She's a staffer for a political appointee. And she said, I was surprised at how serious the holiday parties are, though, at the State (laughs) Department. Like every department really has very like serious, complete holiday parties. So there you go. That was a, there's some insight. Yeah, that yeah, is excellent insight. insight. Any, okay. any news on the pastries? Cause they were back on the table, oh, forgot the conference ask. tables. Okay. Oh yeah. On silver trays. Yeah. I know. Uh, forgot to ask. Um, all right. But lots more about that uh, tomorrow on Satellite Sisters. I can't wait for your segment, Julie. That sounds great. <laughs> all right. Thanks everybody. Jewel, have a great day. You too, Leanne. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.